from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Wednesday, October 4th, 2023, National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Yesterday, I brought a different type of awareness to the show. If you missed yesterday's episode, I recommend you tune in for the first at least like six, seven minutes of it, where we talk about job satisfaction for cybersecurity professionals. And I say that because I got a lot of feedback after yesterday's episode. And I want to point something out to, to a lot of that feedback. And, and it wasn't bad feedback. It's, it's conversational feedback and it's good stuff. It really, um, there was, there was a lot of back and forth going on on our Substack, uh, on our private subscriber channel. There was a lot of stuff going on back and forth. Um, through through some of my private messaging and then and, and through comments on our website and, and a whole bunch of spots here's the deal how can we expect when 55 percent of our employees are overworked and underpaid that's the stats that 33 30 want to leave the industry within 12 to 18 months to be partially successful or have any success in building a security culture in a business when the people who are behind security are burnt out. Just keep that in mind as we get into today's show. Just saying, follow up from yesterday. Now, we're live, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, now X, Twitch, and Rumble. Good morning, everyone tuning in. We have a tradition here on the show. Join me for a coffee. I've got my double espresso. We say coffee cup cheers. Cheers, y'all. Go ahead and kick off this morning's show with the breaking story overnight of Sony confirming a data breach that's impacting thousands in the U.S. It's about 6,800 individuals, so from a size of it, it's not really big. It's currently notifying, and it's predominantly employee data and family member data, meaning it's not customer data. The Zero Day, which was part of the Move It transfer platform, is the CVE 2023-34362, which was an SQL injection flaw that led to remote code execution in a large-scale attack that compromised many additional ones. So Sony Group now is the latest victim of the Move It breach with 6,800 of their own employees uh, being victims of it. Again, we're going to continue to see these companies continue more and more disclosure. Some of them are going to have greater impact than others nonetheless this this goes back to the idea of this this goes back to the concept of supply chain security what are you using who are you using how are you tracking it how are you managing it all of that matters all of that unfortunately sometimes just doesn't always come to fruition in execution for many security professionals sony joins the latest one however this one here is a flaw that was discovered by Oliga, which was a company that specializes in runtime application security and observability. Um, They've disclosed their findings on Tuesday. They've named the attack Shell Torch, but TouchServe is an open source package in PyTorch, which is a machine learning framework used for applications like computer vision and natural language processing, NLP. PyTorch is currently part of the Linux Foundation. It's received significant contributions from Meta and AWS. This specific one has 30,000 PyPy downloads every month and over 1 million Docker Hub pulls. 
It's used by major companies like Amazon, Google, Intel, Microsoft, Tesla, and Walmart. Researchers discovered that touch serve is affected by three separate vulnerabilities, including two that have been assigned a critical severity rating based on their CVSS score. One is actually a default misconfiguration. It results in touch serve management interface being exposed to remote access without any sort of authentication. The two other vulnerabilities can be exploited for remote code execution through server side forgery requests, track to CVE 2023-43654, and through unsafe deserialization, track to CVE 2022-1471. It's worth noting that while Illegal has assigned both issues a critical rating, PyTorch developers have only given them a high. Um, and, and, and the high rating was assigned to CVE 2023-43654. This one here is a simple IP scanner, according to the company. Um, but the attackers are already in the core of the AI infrastructure. It does allow them to gain and leverage touch serves high privileges in order to view, modify, steal, and delete AI models, which often contain a business core's IP. Making these vulnerabilities even more dangerous, according to this company, is when an attacker exploits the model serving server that can access and alter sensitive data flowing in and out of the target touch server, touch serve server, harming the trust and credibility of the application. AWS have published an advisory asking that versions uh, 0 0.3.0 through 0.8.1 are impacted and that 0.8.2 patches the flaws. Oliga said Meta has taken steps to address the misconfiguration that exposed the servers. But nonetheless, uh, if you're an early AI adapter and you're in, then this is what you're using. This is extremely significant and, and extremely challenging, y'all. Um, and, and, and my expectation is that this is only going to get worse um, because of the fast pace of AI adoption. Um, see some comments flowing in, and I'll tell you this. The more AI adoption we get and the faster speed we are, the more vulnerabilities we're likely to encounter, unless there's security by precedent, which is not always the case. Not always the case. Let's go ahead and get into Teams and Edge getting fixes for zero days in open source libraries, CVE 2023-4863, a heap buffer overflow weakness, and CVE 2023-5217, uh, also a heap buffer overflow weakness in the VP8 encoding of the libvpx video Kodak library. Um, all of those have now been patched and fixed by the team over at Redmond, but they are being exploited in spyware attacks, so you want to make sure you address those. Now, a fast-growing Dropbox campaign is stealing Microsoft SharePoint credentials. Thousands of messages have been sent over the last several years, and researchers at Checkpoint Harmony observed more than 5,000 of the attacks in which fake login pages led victims to, led, led, sorry, I can't speak this morning, lead victims to a credential harvesting site in the first two weeks of September alone. Uh, this, there were only about 5,000 of those uh, they informed Dropbox of the campaign's existence on the 18th of September. The attack is yet another example of business email compromise 3.0, where they're using legitimate and trusted sites as a way to get people into untrusted areas. It goes to the awareness side of the house and also goes to the idea that we've got to secure our entire chain. Um, and SaaS and SaaS and SaaS is, uh, is, is significant. U.S. chip giant Qualcomm this week has announced patches for more than two dozen vulnerabilities that they found in their products. This includes three zero days reported to the company by Google cybersecurity units. The flaws are tracked to CVE 
33106, 33171. The group behind Siege Sec, which has been at the center of several hacks involving U.S. municipalities, has claimed to have stolen nine gigabytes worth of unclassified data. NATO is obviously facing persistent threats, given the conflict going on between Russia and the Ukraine and their role in that conflict as well. In posts on Telegram, uh, Siege Sec boasted of accessing several training portals and informational platforms run by NATO. Uh, including Joint Advanced Distributed Learning, NATO Lessons Learned Portal, Logistics Network Portal, uh, Communities of Interest Cooperation Portal, NATO's Investment Division, and Standardizations Office all had their data accessed according to the threat actors. CHSEC also attacked several state-run websites targeting platforms in Nebraska, South Dakota, Texas, Pennsylvania, and South Carolina, to name a few. They've also claimed to have access to governments of Arkansas and Kentucky last year, uh, after the uh, banning of abortions there and the overturning of Roe versus Wade. But we'll see there. Um, NATO's got a lot to contend with with the Russian uh, sphere there. We'll see how they respond to this one. A recent phishing campaign is targeting executives and senior roles has been exploiting an open redirection vulnerability in the Indeed website, according to Manello Security. The uh, Indeed, for those who don't know, a popular worldwide job search platform, especially given the layoffs and the unemployment rate, this is now even more popular as people are looking for their next opportunity. Uh, the platform is seen as a trusted source by phishing prevention products, and the newly identified phishing campaign shows how threat actors abuse trust. That's why I can't believe I'm going to say this. Those who have been watching the show for five years know, never been a fan of Zero Trust, but Zero Trust, it, it makes sense today, doesn't it? According to Manila Security, on July, uh, starting July of this year, adversaries have been observed exploiting an open redirection flaw in the Indeed.com website to take victims to phishing pages designed to steal their Microsoft credentials. The attacks were mainly focused on C-suite level employees and other executives at banking and financial services, insurance, property management, and real estate, as well as manufacturing organization, all mainly in the U.S. Part of the attack, the victim would receive a phishing email containing a link to uh, taking uh, taking the recipient to Indeed.com. When clicking the link, however, the victim would be taken to a Microsoft login page deployed using the evil proxy phishing framework. They would then credential harvest them and use those at a later stage for either business email compromise or other items as well. And now for Reaction Wednesday. This was submitted by Pete. So, Pete, thank you for submitting the story. Let's go ahead and read the headline. Cybersecurity experts raise concerns over EU Cyber Resilience Act's vulnerability disclosure requirement. For those who don't know what Reaction Wednesday is, you guys, our audience, submits a story. I read it live, and you guys get my raw reaction, which, you know, before the show, it's pretty funny because some of these stories, I go, oh, you get it live. So dozens of global experts are raising concerns about a proposed vulnerability disclosure requirement in the EU Cyber Resilience Act, also known as CRA. The open letter signed by representatives from multiple organizations, including Google, the Electric Frontier Foundation, the Cyber Peace Institute, ESET, Rapid7, Buck Crowd, and Trend Micro, 
claimed that the provisions are counterproductive, will create new threats, and undermine the security of digital products. So let's understand why that is here. I'm just going to skim through this. Apparently, CRA aims to set out a new cybersecurity requirement for products with digital element, bolstering cybersecurity rules for hardware and software to protect consumer and businesses from inadequate security features. Uh, This started in 2021. The The proposal was published in September of 2022. It's now being crafted by EU co-legislatures. So unpatched vulnerability must be disclosed within 24 hours of exploitation. According to Article 11 of the CRA, they'd need to disclose those, which would essentially just open the floodgates. Hey, there's a house with a lot of money in it, and they've not locked it up yet. Go get it. What do you think's going to happen when that happens? Just saying, kind of dumb. Just saying, kind of dumb. Um, risks include misuse, exposure to malicious actors, or hampering of research. Uh, the risks posed by the current vulnerability disclosure include the misuse uh, for intelligence and surveillance, exposure to malicious actors, and negative effects on good faith security research. The absence of restriction on offensive uses of vulnerabilities disclosed through the CRA and the absence of transparent oversight mechanisms in almost all EU member states opens the door to potential misuse. Nothing surprises me here. The Europeans are not very good at this stuff. I know people like rave about their GDPR. GDPR is flawed. It's taken a lot of, it's it's caused a lot of red tape for a lot of organizations. It hasn't really promoted the privacy of users, except when they get pissed off at a company, they go, give me all my data and delete it. That's They've they've served all the Kens and Karens of the world uh, so that when they get pissed off at a company, they can go online and file a complaint and say, they have all my data and I want all my data and they have 30 days to do my data. They've just given them an avenue, another avenue to Ken and Karen here. So um, it it states that Article 11 should either be removed in its entirely or revised simply because of uh, they'd rather have a risk-based approach to vulnerability disclosure like severity the availability and mitigation potential impact on user and the likelihood, which all would make sense if you're not a politician just trying to find and and, and, and set standards to businesses, making it even harder to do business um, and, and, and costlier to do business, then wonder why everything is more expensive and then find those companies for all of this stuff. Um, so, uh, like, here's the thing. The EU just, just, yeah, this is what they do. It's their thing. It really is. Um, come up with useless regulations that don't really help anyone at all but them in finding these organizations, and then that's what they do. Yeah. Folks, those are the leaders you elected. You must contend. You must contend. Um, So there's that. That's it for our show today. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more live at 9 a.m. Eastern on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, now X, Twitch, and Rumble. Join us there. Find us on your favorite podcast listening platform after the fact. If you missed a live show, you can always catch the reruns on our LinkedIn page and on our YouTube channel. You can go catch that and more exclusive content. Don't forget our Substack for all the latest and greatest. Till then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, y'all stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.